everyone. This is Florence Bremer. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast for attorneys and business owners and stay-at-home parents. Actually, I think it's for anybody. And we discuss time management and lifestyle tips. I've lived in Phoenix since 1999. Before that, I lived in Chicago and was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 23 years, and each day I struggle to find a balance between my work life and my life life. So thank you for joining me on this journey. Today's podcast, I just wanted to talk about getting through the summer. And in Arizona, it's, um, we do have kind of a thing where we're, we're getting through it. And right now, we're starting the longest uh, stretch. Um, You know, we're officially into summer now, starting June 21st, and we have 90 days of just blistering heat. We've actually had a little monsoon weather. So during that time, um, it's dipped down into the 80s. It's not like a a comfortable 80s. It's usually kind of humid, but it's definitely a change. So that's been nice. It's nice to have a little monsoon weather even though it brings dust and I've been sneezing like crazy because it is something different. I don't think we've had 115 or 120 degree days yet Um, and um, you know I'm sure they'll be coming but at this point um, it's been okay but (laughs) this is the feeling that I have every summer is that right around this time, like the end of June, you know, school starts in a month. And you start thinking in your mind, like, this is the end of the summer, we're winding down. And for us in Arizona, it's really just the beginning, you know, a full 100 days of 100 degree plus weather, we probably won't go under 100 for the for like a whole day. You know, like I said, there's been some weather where it's gone down to the 80s, but that's for like half an hour. And our nights aren't nice, and our mornings are starting to get not nice, and none of that is going to change until around like the very end of September, even into October. Um, The thing that I've been living by for many years is that there's really not a change until after Halloween. Sometimes we do end up with a nicer September or a nicer October, but you can't count on it, that's for sure. So I wanted to tell you what I've been up to since my birthday weekend when I recorded the podcast and told you about the food truck for my birthday and the great time I had. So the month of June is the most event-filled month I think I've had in so long. It's just been one thing after another. So I had my birthday weekend. It was wonderful. And then for that weekend and a few days afterwards, my associate was on vacation. So when my associate's on vacation, 
I'm basically being two attorneys, doing two attorney jobs. And it's been a very busy time for my youngest daughter. That same weekend as as my birthday, it was also her dance recital. Her dance recital was on the 11th. And then Sunday morning, she left for camp, um, her church camp in Flagstaff. She came home late Thursday night. And then Friday afternoon, she went with me to my trip to California, which I'll tell you about shortly. So um, that weekend was just super busy. And then Monday rolls around and I had a hearing in Mayer, Arizona, which is about an hour from my office. I had to go there physically. I had some meetings with some clients as well. And then on Tuesday the 14th, I had a hearing in Prescott. I had to leave at like 7.30 in the morning to get there for a 9 o'clock hearing. And then I had... Um, a hearing at 11.30 that I got back just in time to the office. I thought I was going to have to do it on the side of the road and made it very, very last minute and logged on. And then I had four meetings after that. So Tuesday the 14th was just incredibly busy. And so again, my associate's still gone. And then Wednesday the 15th, I had... Um, a conference call, a pretrial conference, and I also had a settlement conference in the morning. And I left the office a little bit early because I rented a theater in the in the later afternoon for Jurassic Park. Um, sorry, Jurassic World Dominion. This was really a gift to myself and my grandson who loves dinosaurs. So a lot of times during these movies, I'll make sure I invite tons of friends and the neighbors and my kids' friends. And this one was just really um, my grandson, my daughter, his mother, and um, my parents. My youngest daughter was gone. My oldest daughter couldn't make it. So we saw Jurassic World that night. And then on Thursday the 16th, I had meetings from 7.45 in the morning till 5 p.m. where I thought, how can I just keep having days like this? You know, um, to have that many, and one was a court hearing, to have that many hearings and meetings in, in one day like that is really, really getting to be exhausting. And then Friday, the 17th, I left for California. So I went into the office actually in the morning and just kind of cleaned a couple things up, grabbed the mail, put an out-of-office email on my email, checked in with my associate. She had gotten back um, the day before. So she was back one day and then I was leaving. And I was actually traveling this time with my youngest daughter and my sister-in-law, who's also my legal assistant, and my niece, Amber, Renee's daughter. We had a great weekend. I, I, I will tell you, I was just everything was wonderful. And I'll tell you something else. I am figuring out that my hip issues, I think, are heavily brought on by stress. When I was in California, 
We walked. I spent several hours in heels at a party. We spent a day at Universal. We spent another day by UCLA. And I did not feel like my hip was killing me. And then when I got back and had two days of just craziness, and then this weekend my hip has been in all sorts of pain. So I I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Just quit everything so my hip doesn't hurt. So we flew to um, flew into Burbank and flew American. And it was a smaller flight uh, where... Um, you know, it's just two seats next to each other and then the aisle and then two seats next to each other. So I sat with my sister-in-law and the flight took forever to take off. They were having some sort of issues. Their um, overhead compartment wouldn't seal. They had to wait for somebody. They weren't turning the air conditioning on while we waited. And I'm usually the hottest person in the world and I was actually kind of okay. So I can't explain that one. Uh, maybe it was what I was wearing. And we go, we fly into Burbank and the, they, it was the roughest landing ever. It was turbulence all the way and a rough landing. We're so glad to be there. And then we took a taxi to our hotel. We stayed at the Residence Inn in Burbank. And I've said it before on the show and I'll say it again. I love a Residence Inn. They are so comfortable. I mean, it's not fancy, you know, it's um, very functional. is And it's not beautiful. And you're generally not going to have a great view. Although the one I stayed at in New York, I did have a great view. Um, but this one, I think we we're looking out at a ugly street. <laughs> but the room was great. It had two bedrooms and two bathrooms and a kitchen area, and a living room area, and we never felt crowded, and we never felt cramped, and it was great. Um, and so the first night, my sister-in-law and I went out to the Corolla pub crawl. I was out there for an Adam Corolla barbecue event that I had signed up for several months before, and the first night was a pub crawl. I've never gone to it before, and you meet at the um, studios and hop on a bus. I skipped all of that because number one, I was late. And before I left, I just have to tell you, like when you have just wonderful customer service, it's like unbelievable. And Corolla drinks really went above and beyond. Before I left, I sent them an email and said, I will not make it for the buses. But is there an itinerary that you can send me? And here's my cell phone number, just in case. During the evening, I texted with one of their employees who gave me a blow-by-blow blow where they were at. Hey, Florence, we're at this bar now. Now we're going to this bar. And it was great. You know, I was able to enjoy the festivities, even though I was coming in later. And it was actually nice because I didn't want a late night. So we um, took an Uber to one of the bars, hung out there, and then ordered food from my one of my favorite places in the area, Veggie House, and had it delivered while we were on our way back. So um, the next day was the Corolla family picnic. 
I wanted to sleep in every day because there was no reason for me to get up. And every morning I was up at like 5, 5.30, sometimes 6. I just could not sleep in. So I would get up early and I would work and I would go to the breakfast bar and get coffee. So I was on my own for a couple hours while everyone else slept in. And that was kind of okay. You know, I brought a book with and actually read the entire book while we were on this trip. So that was a treat. I would um, catch up on my emails, work on a couple projects that I brought. So it was actually pretty um, productive. And then I went to Dry Bar and got my hair done. I, I have done this in many, many cities where I will go to Dry Bar and get a blowout that will last me a couple of days. Um, you know, usually the day I get it and then the day after. And what's nice is that everywhere has humidity. And once they give you the hairstyle, like the humidity doesn't affect you. So I've done it in Hawaii. I've done it in New York. Um, oh, except for in New York, it rained like as soon as I got my hairstyle. And here's the thing about dry bar. So you pick a certain hairstyle and I would say three quarters of the time it turns out really pretty. And then a quarter of the time it just looks like old lady. And that's how I felt this time. I just felt like I looked aged and not that cute. And it wasn't big and bouncy like I wanted. It was more like tighter curls. And my family said it looked cute. But you know when you just aren't feeling it, it um, you know can just make you feel self-conscious. So anyways, um, I went back to the, we had a nice lunch um, at the food court at this mall that we had spent the day at with, at what actually had pretty good sushi. And then went back to the hotel and I put my dress on and my heels. I wanted to dress up. I felt I'm going to a holiday, a Hollywood party and I want to be dressed up. I know it's a barbecue, but I definitely want to be on the cuter side. So I brought this super colorful summer dress and I brought heels with jewels on them and just had a little bit of my um, self-confidence back. So at the barbecue, I always go a little bit later because a big part of this barbecue actually is, is having drinks. And I really don't drink and I didn't want to be sweaty and I didn't want to be in the sun. So we went to it a little bit later and I sort of have it down pat on what to do, which is you show up later for the meet and greet and then just do the meet and greet like very quickly and then walk over to the barbecue side and grab seats in the shade and watch the show. And there was um, three bands, um, two bands that were the uh, bands of people who work for the show. Um, one is called um, Smoking Kills and Michael Dawson is in it. And it's, it's really good, like feels like 70s type rock and really enjoyed the show. And then Chris Loxamana, the producer of Adam's show, has a band called Loxie where they have some original songs that I think are really great. Like, really great. I've seen them a couple of times because they'll play at different Corolla events, and it'll just be um, songs I really like. I'm not really sure how to 
promote them or support them, but any way I can, I'm willing to do. Like, I really, really enjoy them. And then um, the band Lit was the headliner. And this is a, you know, I noticed this year it was more crowded. There was probably several hundred, hundred people there maybe 300, 400. It's always hard to tell. Last year when The Offspring played, I feel like there was like 100 people. It was a much smaller gathering. But we had a great time. And we went back to the hotel and um, just turned in for the night because the next day we were going to go to Universal. And because I've been to Universal a lot. I didn't have an agenda. I was just fine getting there when we got there. It was closing at 10. So we had a bunch of time. I also was not feeling like I wanted to go on many rides. Universal has rides that are just very motion sickness-y, if I can make up a word. And I wasn't I just wasn't feeling it. I like did not want to feel sick at all. So I went on a small roller coaster that they have in Harry Potter land. They have a new ride called the secret life of pets. That's just slow. And you basically look at everything. And then, um, we saw the water world show and Kung Fu Panda and the, um, Oh, what is it called? Universal pets or something. And it's just a, it's a pet show. So it was great. You know, it was um, like exactly what I wanted. Just like lots of walking, good weather, a little bit of shopping. It was a very, very nice day. And before we went to Universal, we went and ate at BJ's, which was right next to the hotel, like really in the parking lot. And I had never been there before. And there in Arizona, they're pretty darn good. They had a fun menu. Um, we had a great dessert. They have the Pazookis. And my sister-in-law had a free one for her birthday. And they actually gave us two as just kind of a treat. And I had cauliflower tacos. And they were yummy. It just was great. So we went to Universal, just had this great day. I will say this about Universal. This is probably my last year of getting the season passes. They've changed them dramatically. And they changed them. This didn't affect me because I had actually canceled my pass during the pandemic and got my money back. Because it was like, I don't know when Universal's opening. And then I was sorry, like as, as soon as I did it, because I thought, well, what if they don't have these passes again? I gave them up. And my sister-in-law was like, oh, no, you shouldn't have done that. She goes, I have my passes. I'm, you know, I'm not giving them up. And so I re I got new ones when they opened back up. And it just started like a brand new thing. Her pass, which was on hold... They did the craziest thing, and I don't know why they don't think this is a problem. They had a pass, so they put it on hold, and then the day the park opened up, they said, this is the first day of your pass. But how it is really supposed to work, like if there wasn't that crazy pandemic opening that they had, the your first day is the first day you use the pass. So... Her first day was in May when she wasn't there. 
And then when her first real day was in August, they didn't count that as her first day. So her pass expired in May, and then they started her on a month-to-month with a different type of pass. So we went to the office and kind of complained about it. And I think they did end up extending it because the big thing with the pass, the old ones, and they called it the platinum pass, was you got a front of the line pass that they call Universal Express every time you went that you got to use once on every ride. And that just really saves a bunch of time. And so now on the new passes, they have it starting at 3 p.m. I don't understand the reasoning because really the park is more crowded later in the day. And so earlier in the day, why wouldn't you just give it to the people instead of basically telling them that they can't? The reason, I, you know, I'm, I'm like being obtuse about it, but I, I think I really know the reason. The reason is they want people to show up in the morning with their universal passes and go ahead and buy a front of the line pass because theirs doesn't kick in until three. So it's a bit of a scam and a bit of a disappointment. So we did go and complain and they did extend my sister-in-law's front of the line pass because they took hers away because they said, oh, your pass expired because of this crazy opening date we have. And now you have the new pass on an automatic renewal. And of course, I'm just start thinking like a consumer or a lawyer or logical person. And I said to the person, how can you auto renew someone on a pass that is a different pass? If you're going to auto renew someone, it should be the same exact deal, not some different deal that you're giving that the person didn't sign up for. And they were nice, but I don't really know that they got it. And I don't know why they don't think that is a problem. Also, say like in my sister-in-law's situation, say she didn't go in August, but didn't show up until April of the following year, her pass would have been good for one month and would have expired. So I don't know. It seems um, very disingenuous way to put in some fine print due to the pandemic and to screw people over. And I guess we'll just wait and see if there ends up being complaints about it in the future. So that was Saturday, um, or that was Sunday. And it was Father's Day. And I was thinking, oh, it's probably not going to be that crowded. Who's going to spend Father's Day at Universal? Well, everybody, you know, everyone did. (laughs) It did get um, later in the evening, it actually was emptying out. So when the sun was setting and the it wasn't so hot, we actually had like kind of a, a really nice evening and um, went back to the hotel. And then the next day we were doing a move because I was recording the film vault in West LA. So we left the residence in and moved over to the W, Los Angeles, West Beverly Hills. I've stayed there before when I recorded the film vault and loved this hotel. And we had a great room and they let us check in early and it was really nice. We had we found a vegan restaurant. Well, my 
niece did. She found a vegan restaurant that was amazing. It's called Native. It was a chain. It had sandwiches that were just delicious. It had desserts. I brought some back to the hotel. So really nice. And then my family went to Santa Monica and they went to the pier and they did some other things. And I got ready for the film vault. So I recorded on Monday night. And I, I have to tell you, I love these guys. Brian Bishop and Anderson Cowan have been so kind to me since I met them. And back in 2020, I donated to a cancer charity. And I was able to be their co host for an evening. And ever since then, they've still included me in things. And it really made the pandemic great for me. Their podcasts always recommending different movies and different things to stream. And now that the movies are back, movies to go see and still include me in things. And so we recorded a segment that night. I picked a top five list. It was top five scenes from movies that are now considered assaults. And so if you will, if you'll go listen to the film vault from last week, that would be wonderful. I'd love if you would support their show and support me being on it. And then um, I recorded a bunch of segments called Red Light, Green Light. So Red Light, Green Light is where I pitch them movies that are in some development. And then they take the segments and they spread them out over a, a series of months. And I've, I've done this on a couple of different occasions now. And it's really fun for me. And I think um, I think people like it. <laughs> I've put my own little spin on it. I am not the original person who has done Red Light, Green Light. I'm probably the fifth or sixth person who's done it. There has been two women, Diana and Brianne, who preceded me. And then I think Anderson has done them before for Brian. And their producer, Logan, has done them. And... Um, somebody else too. So I'm happy to be part of that history and please support their show and again, support me being on it. So that was Monday and I just was so happy. And, um, you know, I'm always so exhausted and I go to bed so often, like nine o'clock, eight thirty, And I was up recording with them till like 1130 and my husband said, I was talking to him later, he's like, how did you stay up so late? And I'm like, I don't know. I just was, it was so enjoyable that I just had adrenaline and felt so good. Then went back to the hotel, went to sleep, and again, woke up at 6.30. There was no sleeping in for me. The hotel had complimentary coffee downstairs. So I had some coffee. I ate some of my vegan desserts that I brought back from Native. And then... um my daughter kind of had a headache and she took a shower and then went back to sleep. And my sister-in-law and my niece um, asked if, um, you know, I wanted to go get some lunch or something. I said, you know what? I'm actually going to sit and enjoy the hotel, work a little bit. I did have a hearing that morning too that got vacated last minute. So I had all my prep for that as well. And just um, 
get caught up in emails and just do what I need to do. You know, finish. I finished the book that I was reading. I did some work. It was great. And it was this lovely, sunny hotel room with great furnishings, a great desk. It was a a great setup for me. So it was nice. So then around um, one, we head to the airport and we were there fairly early and checked in. Security was meh. You know, this is what I will say about the TSA. Either you have just very friendly TSA agents or they're awful to you for no reason. I actually um, flew back from LA. I flew back first class. And here's a little airline tip I'll give you. If you are flying somewhere just take a look at the first class ticket. Sometimes it ends up, depending when you book or whatever the prices are, sometimes it ends up not being that much more expensive than a coach ticket. Well, it was barely any money. It was, I, yeah, I can't even remember, but say like $40. It was not that much more. So I had booked us first class tickets. And so we should have been able to check in through the priority line. And when we get into line, we told someone, they said, Oh, just tell that woman up there, that's your priority. And they said, also follow that woman, the this other woman who's getting into line, because she's priority too. So we get up to the TSA agent, I go, we're a priority, I hold up my ticket, and I get behind the woman I was told to get behind. And the TSA agent starts going, no, you have to go up there and get in that big line up there. And so I think she's sending me there because that's where I'm supposed to be. So I start walking up there and all of a sudden it's this really big line. And I'm like, why doesn't this feel right? That's not what the first person told us. So my niece goes back down there and says, hey, we were priority and you had sent us up the line. And she goes, well, there's nothing that we can do about it now. You're um, already getting in the line, which is not true. I mean, in fact, we could have easily just exited and got back in. It, It was so bizarre. It was such a bizarre response. And we had told her and we were in the right line to begin with. And she sent us somewhere else and then told us it was our fault because we didn't tell her. Just sometimes I have no words for how customers are treated. So, you know, is it the worst thing in the history of the world that's ever happened to anyone? No, of course not. But still just odd, like odd. Like you can't even say, how did this even happen? Like, how is that the result? So in any event, we get through, we go to the lounge. Um, They're so friendly. There's great places to sit. We relax. I do some more emails. I do some more work. And we get on the plane and we go home. And it was um, all uneventful going home. Actually got in kind of our flight landed like 6 p.m. So I had the evening to start some laundry and get unpacked and just get um, everything going again. I just heard the weirdest music and I don't know what it was. (laughs) I hope it didn't echo through my microphone. So sorry if I sounded distracted. So the next day, so now that's Tuesday night and 
I go back on Wednesday and it's just into the fire. And I told my husband as I was leaving for work, I said, time to pay the piper. And I had tons of um, meetings in the morning. And then I just had phone calls to return and lots of people trying to get a hold of me. And so got through it all and then went back home for the evening. And the film vault actually had like a little viewing party, something newer that they're doing, which is they will watch a movie and live stream it. And then fans of the show will sit and chat in a chat room on Facebook Live. Um, Not Facebook Live, YouTube Live. And it was super fun. This is the second time it's been done. And again, if you are looking for a show with fun Patreon levels, then definitely check out the the Film Vault. So um, there are people who are very passionate about the Film Vault, and most of those people were on the chat. So we were just having a great time. Everyone has a drink in their respective wherever they are, whatever state. Um, We will chat about what drinks we're having. We will... So far, it's been two schlocky horror movies that were watched. So we talk about the the movie and kind of hate watch it. And then we will talk about other movies, you know, quote from other movies, put out some referrals. It was all fun. So that was Wednesday. And then Thursday was a full day of office... um, office meetings and seminars starting from 7.45 to 5 p.m. So just kicked my butt. At the end of the day, I really really didn't even have a voice anymore. So luckily on the 24th, I just had one conference call. That was Friday. And I was supposed to be having a party on the 24th for my mom and dad's anniversary and a belated Father's Day for all the fathers in my life, my own father included. And we canceled it because... My brother's longtime significant other, her dad just died. And, and I thought they had the funeral that weekend, but they didn't. And we ended up um, just not doing that. But on Saturday, I spent the day with my mom and dad um, later in the day. Uh, the beginning part of the day, I did laundry. I washed my sheets. I worked like very relaxing. I took a nap before I got in the shower. And then I picked up my mom and dad and we went into Cave Creek and ate at Tonto Grill, which is generally one of my favorite restaurants to eat at. Their menu used to be like amazing. They used to have this amazing vegetarian dish where you picked out different vegetarian sides and a sauce and put them together. They've taken that off the menu. It was one of the things that went away with COVID. I'm not exactly sure why, but it's gone. (laughs) And um, instead, I had a delicious salad, and we had some appetizers and some desserts, and just had like a really, really relaxing sit-down meal. My three daughters were there. My two grandsons were there. My parents were there. And it was just nice. So it was a very enjoyable evening. And then I said to my mom and dad, I said, if you're good with it, I said, the evening doesn't have to be over. I said, there's um, the movie Elvis is playing at 7pm. And if we leave now, we'll be a couple minutes late, I will 
um, book us some tickets. How does that sound? And it sounded good to them. So we went to the movies and had a great evening. I will tell you the weirdest thing that happened. So the movie ends at like, say 9.30, almost 10. And it is a super busy parking lot with not only is it the movies, there's tons of restaurants, there's shops, there's people walking all over. And what goes walking through the parking lot just between cars strolling but a javelina and if you're not from Arizona and do not know what a javelina is look it up they are like an ugly pig rat they are very smelly Um, they are strong they have very bad eyesight so I guess they say if you're ever charged by one just kind of jump out of the way they have super powerful jaws. I'm like scared to death of being bit by one. I mean, I don't think I'd ever get that close to one, but one was just strolled past me. Like as I went to get the car, I had my mom and dad wait at the curb because I had to park kind of far um, because it was just such a busy night, but just strolling through the parking lot. So that was like, Uh, you know, my crazy two weeks. And then today, Sunday, I went into hiding, I got up at six, I had coffee, I worked on a brief, and just, just settled down, you know. Um, And I had that thing that I've talked about on other podcasts, that headache that you get when it's your day of relaxing. And I cannot tell you how many times this has happened to me where I will get these headaches and it will just last the whole day. So um, I worked, you know, for many hours. I had coffee. I was reading. And then I thought, I haven't taken a bath. Like I haven't enjoyed my bedroom and my bathroom because I've been on the run. So I thought, I'm going to soak in the tub. And I took a not a hot bath because it's too hot for a hot bath. So it was warm, but um, definitely not hot. I took one of those um, face masks where you look like leather face when you wear it and put one of those on for a while and turned the bubbles on in my tub and read for, I was, it was probably a good hour and a half. And that helped my headache somewhat, but it was still there. It was still bothering me. And I went downstairs and, um, was relaxing. I put on the movie Chippendale, which I'm about halfway through. And this movie is so gosh darn adorable and enjoyable. And I never have time to finish it. I've been trying to finish it for like a month and a half. So I watched a little of that with my daughter. She rubbed my feet for a little bit. And um, she rubbed my feet because she wanted me to take her to her friend's house for her friend's birthday. So we went and I took her to her friend's house. And then I came back and I went into my guest bedroom. And the it's dark and shady in there with the blinds drawn. And I took a nap. You know, I'm like, okay, this headache will not go away. And when I woke up, my headache was actually gone. So maybe it's just been two weeks of exhaustion and too much heat. And I'm trying to drink as much water as possible. But it was um, it was not a good headache. So I got up and then my, like right when I woke up, my oldest daughter, 
showed up with my younger grandson. And then we were going to swim and, um, you know, I was doing some cooking. So the girls ran to the grocery store and left me with the boys. So I was able to roast some cauliflower, but otherwise I was just chasing them around. It took the girls longer than I think they anticipated, but I also am guessing they probably were taking their time when they were in the grocery store to get a little break from the boys. So um, they came back and then they brought the boys in the pool and I started... um, this pasta that I was making, it was a orchetta with snap peas and a mascarpone sauce. And so I'm, I'm start cooking it and, um, it starts pouring rain, like crazily pouring rain. And I don't get to go in the pool. <laughs> and I was sort of looking forward to it. Cause I thought if I could, cause my headache was kind of still, it was gone, but it was still under the surface. And I thought if I got in the cool water, that probably would be like the last thing to just help me. And I never made it in because it started pouring water. So I finished making dinner. And then after I ate, that's really when I started to, to feel better. And the girls picked up a banana cream pie, which is probably in my top five favorite desserts. I love banana desserts. I love banana pudding. I love a banana cream pie. And um, we had a little bit of coffee and then took a walk because it wasn't 2000 degrees. It was 85 and, you know, kind of humid, but it still, it was, um, it was nice. And my hip was aching. um, And I came back and sat down with my older grandson he sat in my room we have this little routine where he says I want to go in Mima's room and he lays down in my room and watches a video on my phone and I will either read or watch something on the tv with subtitles so I can read the dialogue because he's watching something that's usually loud so that is what's been going on for the last two weeks and going on this summer. I'm not really sure what my topic is. I I was hearing the song Summer Breeze. Um, I'm not going to try to sing because my singing is terrible. But just look up Summer Breeze. It's like a very old, enjoyable song. And I thought, Summer Breeze, my ass. I have been on the run this entire summer so far, this month of June. So I'm really looking forward to some relaxing. I'm hopeful that the week of July 4th will actually be a bit relaxing. Here's my guess. I don't know. We'll see. I think a lot of people are going to go out of town that week. July 3rd is on a Sunday. Oh, excuse me. The third is on a Sunday, making the fourth on a Monday. So there's all sorts of opportunity for a nice long weekend starting the preceding Thursday and Friday. So I'm hoping by the end of this week, things quiet down. Since the July 4th is on a Monday, why not extend out the week? So I think a lot of people are going to do that. I'm actually doing a vacation around that time, which is something I don't usually do. But when I saw how it fell, I thought the same thing. And I'm going to go to Colorado from the 5th to the 8th. And then um, 
my husband is going up to Flagstaff a few hours before I get home for a tournament, a Frisbee golf tournament, disc golf tournament, and then my daughter and I are going to meet him up there. Our trip is we're staying at the Stanley Hotel, which in in Colorado, um, in Estes Park, which is what inspired Stephen King's The Shining. So we're going to read The Shining while we're there. We're staying in a haunted room. Like we're very excited about this. <laughs> um, so that's what's going on. But it's been the busiest June I think that I've had on record. Some tips I'll give you is um, enjoy the light. You know, the it is the sun is up at 5. It's setting about 8 p.m., there is a quote that I read by an old timey author and I cut it out and I saved it somewhere and I don't remember where, but it's something along the lines of the best part of summer is having the natural light to read. And I love reading by natural light. I hate le- reading by a lamp. I don't know why. Like this is something actually sort of brand new in the last couple of years. So even though it's like too hot to be outside, I, I've tried to go out in the morning and sit on my patio, but bugs are out even when I put on, spray some off on. Um, so I'm just trying to enjoy the light as much as possible. Sitting by a window, going outside here and there. So that's one thing. Another thing is just a if you can have a general state of organization, it really helps you. There is a book that I just finished called Clean Mama's Guide to a Peaceful Home. And the description of it is effortless systems and joyful rituals for a calm, cozy home. I was pleasantly surprised when I was reading it that I found out I was doing a lot of this. I'm not the greatest at housekeeping, but my laundry doesn't pile up. If I need to do laundry, I I do a load, I put it away. I don't have like, I never have a day where I have to do like 100 loads of laundry. And my youngest daughter is able to do her laundry now, of course, My oldest daughter is doing the laundry for her family. So that's probably the biggest hassle is that the washer is not always free. But otherwise, our laundry just doesn't pile up. Um, I wash the sheets and, um, you know, dry them, put them right on the bed. I will tell you this. There is the best sleep of your life is the night that you wash your sheets. Maybe it's psychological, but I feel like I don't have like the allergens are just washed away or something. Another thing I've been doing is I usually don't do a candle at night during the summer, but when it's gotten dark, it's gotten really dark and I just wanted some sort of light without turning on a lamp. So, and I got a bunch of candles for my birthday and I've been um, just lighting candles and having candlelight in my bedroom and it's just very relaxing. Um, other things for the summer, get in the pool when you can. I just bought from Amazon the most giant sun hat you've ever seen in your life, like Scarlett O'Hara sized brim. Like very excited about it. I haven't even had a chance to wear it yet. I was going to wear it today and then it was pouring rain when it was time for me to get in the pool. Enjoy the summer produce. 
there's so much good produce right now, even at the grocery stores. The peaches have been good. We had a really good watermelon the other day. Just bought a great fruit bowl. The mangoes were good. So it's the little things, like enjoy the little things like that. And I just try to find a way, you know, like I said, Arizona's different. The rest of the country, I feel, is, I don't know. These are kind of their salad days, to use a, a, a trite term. But they can, you know, there's always magazine articles about people during the summer where they have picnics and um, at night they string lights and they sit outside because there's a cool breeze. It's just hot. It's just hot. And when it's dark, it's hot, but it's just dark. That's the only difference. I guess the sun's not burning on you, but it's not comfortable for like outdoor eating. Um, So I just try to think of like little things to kind of get through the summer. Movies are a good one because of the air conditioning and there's usually fun summer movies out. Um, I noticed in this last winter and spring I wasn't feeling like going to the movies unless like I was going as a big group, whereas more of an event, because I didn't want to burn the sunlight sitting in a movie when the days are so short, like during the month of January. And that's our good weather. So I do want to be outside then I want to be taking walks, I want to be sitting outside. So it's we're just flip flopped. I know a lot of uh, states have been having really, really weird hot, um, um, hot spells. I, I, for, I, I think when I went to Mardi Gras a couple years ago, I got on some New Orleans text messaging thing. So I always know when there's like a big storm and things like that. And last week they were doing heat warnings and saying the heat end- index made it 115 degrees there with the humidity. And I thought, well, you know, it's got, we got some humidity here and we got the heat, but it's not going to feel like New Orleans during a heat warning. But I think besides for that, like other times you're just, you know, you're going to be able to like eat outdoors and, you know, things like that. So in any event, Arizona's different and I really try to like think of activities to get me through the summer. This year I bought for the boys, I bought them two little cars, just ones that they pedal with their feet, but just to drive around the house to give them like something to do. And my youngest grandson, he'll be two in September, he just keeps hopping into the one car and zooming off like he's going really fast, but he's just pedaling with his feet. So it, it he if he's not fast at all, but it's funny to watch. All right, um, I have a couple uh, in my quest of like trying to find stuff to do. I have a couple of referrals and recommendations for you. The one book that I told you about, um, The Clean Mama's Guide to a Peaceful Home, really great tips, checklist, time management, very enjoyable. Um, I also um, checked out from, that that was a book I checked out from the library. I checked out a, a recent fictional book called Hidden Pictures. It was a really easy read, sort of a corny ending. But it was fun enough. 
Um, I generally have a problem with like current fiction where they're just, I always feel like the endings are kind of meh. This one wasn't too bad. Fun for the summer. And then the book I really enjoyed, uh, He Killed Them All, which is by a former DA who was trying to prosecute Robert Durst for the killing of his wife. And it had a lot of information about Robert Durst that was outside of the um, limited series, The Jinx. So I highly recommend that book. It was really, really good. And I will give you my sad library story. I went to the library a few weeks ago. I have a local library in my in the town that I live in. And the um and sometimes what I would do is I would check out a room from the library. They had study rooms and I would go and work just for a different thing to do. And this is another tip I've given in the past is when you're trying to get some work done, like go work somewhere weird. Um, you know, go work at a breakfast place, go work at the library a coffee shop, a different place in your house, just different. So you are outside of your element and can actually have some quiet and get some work done where you're not distracted by phones and emails. So a couple weeks ago, I was trying to check out a room at the library, reserve a room, and it wouldn't do it. Like it was acting like there was no rooms available. And I said, well, I don't know. I guess maybe you just have to do it at the front desk. And the next time I went to the library to pick up a book I had on hold, all all of the shelves were kind of pushed into the middle of the library. And I said to the librarian who was working, I said, what is this? What is happening here? He goes, oh, the school is taking back because it's connected to the high school. So this, the school is taking back half of the library for classrooms. And so that included the study rooms. And I'm like, this one little thing that gives me joy, going to the library, they're going to take half of it away. Oh, I just pray that they don't take away the whole library. I will be so bummed if that's the case. Because I love that place. I love going and getting books. I love just kind of walking around. And it's a small library, so it takes two seconds to walk around it. But even if that went away, I still would be very disappointed. I have a couple movie reviews for you. One is Jurassic World Dominion, which I did see with my grandson. I do have to see it again. Seeing a movie with a three-year-old was challenging. He sat for some of it because he had some popcorn and some snacks, so he would sit during then. Um, sometimes he had to watch a video on my daughter's phone. He got up and started running and ran into a metal bar and cut the inside of his mouth and was bleeding. Um, and then, so then he sat for a while after that. So he was like a crazy person, but there was some, I don't think this is a spoiler, but the original three people from the original Jurassic parks show up in this third part of Jurassic world. That was really fun when they had everyone together. That was very fun. I thought the, last 45 minutes of the movie really picked up and um it was good like not great but good the dinosaurs were outstanding like outstanding how they looked um I saw Elvis last night as I mentioned with my parents it was good again good not great the actor Austin Butler 
there were times in the movie where I thought they were punking me and that it really was Elvis. Um, especially when they did Elvis's leather special, like about middle of the movie, more towards the end. I It looks so much like him. And, you know, it's a Baz Luhrmann movie, so it was very... Um, it was very reminiscent of Moulin Rouge, you know, that kind of setup. A lot of it would seem like a music video, and he would incorporate modern music into it too, which I liked, you know, like Elvis would be driving and there'd be a rap song on. Not that Elvis was listening to the rap song, it was the rap song for us. It um, talked a lot about what was going on during the 60s, when Elvis was going through a transition from heartthrob to coming back from the from the military and getting married and it wasn't uh very linear in the sense like here's the story and here how we're, here's how we're telling it so it was more similar to like the Elton John movie Rocket Man than it was to say Bohemian Rhapsody um it wasn't really like here's the beginning and you know here's the and just kind of went, you know, like, um, like in a linear version, it would like kind of skip around to like different uh, parts of his life. It was more centered on the music, I felt, than any personal relationships, or even his drug abuse. I will say this, Colonel Tom Parker sucks. And Tom Hanks did a great job playing him um, in a very creepy but still often funny way and just unbelievable what this guy did to Elvis. Um, in my mind, like probably drove him to an early grave, um, had quote unquote doctors helping him uh, keep his energy up and then helping him sleep when he was too uh, drugged up to uh, be able to rest. So it's all very, uh, all very sad. And us, Austin Butler, like really looked like him, like you just felt like you were looking at Elvis doing his thing. Um, so I would say I recommend it, not the greatest movie you'll ever see, but definitely enjoyable. On Hulu, I've been streaming the show called Candy. It's with Jessica Beale. It's based on a true crime story. I don't know that I want to give anything away. It was something I wasn't planning on watching. And I heard a little synopsis for it. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to watch this. And it's been very engaging so far. So I would recommend it. I saw the, the tile for it when it first came out. And I was like, oh, not interested. And like I said, heard a little something about it and then went back and have been watching it. I'm also watching um, Pistols, um, so about the Sex Pistols on Hulu as well. Good, um, reminding me how much I love the Sex Pistols music. I think the acting is pretty good. At first, I was not into um, the actor who was playing John Lydon, um, Johnny Rotten, and am appreciating him more. It's more based on, um, I mean, because whenever you, you know, a lot of times when you think about 
and the Sex Pistols, you'll think about like Sid Vicious and, you know, his his girlfriend, the murder of his girlfriend and, you know, his overdose, him dying. A lot of that will overshadow the Sex Pistols. But where did they begin, you know? And Steve Jones, who I've like never gave like any thought about at all because it was always like Johnny Rotten and Sid Vicious who took the spotlight. It, it's coming from his story and he's really the one who put the um, band together. And then, of course, Malcolm McLaurin comes in. And um, I've always loved the designer Vivian Westwood. I mean, she was a huge part of the Sex Pistols. I mean, I I guess I had like a tiny bit of knowledge about that, but not really. And so very interesting and very watchable. A, a sad. I mean, you can see why, you know, these were kids, you know, these were kids that were 20 years old and just how disenfranchised they were by the current political climate and the ability not to get jobs and not having money and that all sort of led to the sex pistols so that is my referrals for this session I will be back in two weeks when I come back I think I will be telling you about my fourth of July and my trip to Colorado so I can give you an update on that Thank you so much for your comments. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and Patreon under Florence Legally Brunette, Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under Florence Brummer and under my law office um, a Facebook page as well. My website is brummerlaw.com. That's for my law office. Thank you again for listening and I'll be back in two weeks.